Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and I'm coming to you with one of the most important commercials that I've ever done. All of you know what my pillow and myself have gone through in the last eight months in my efforts to bring the truth forward. Well, now you can help in a couple ways. First, get everyone you know to go to my new media platform, frankspeech.com. There you'll find all the footage from my cyber symposium and many other important broadcasts. Also, I am personally doing a new daily live show to get the truth out. It's at 11 a.m. and 6 p.m. Central Time, Monday through Friday. Secondly, I'm offering some of the best prices ever on my pillow products, but they're only available on frankspeech.com. Go to frankspeech.com now and use the promo code on your screen or call the 1-800 number below to receive these exclusive MyPillow offers. Thank you and God bless. Make sure and put the code word Kate, K-A-T-E. This will get you up to 66% savings at MyPillow.com. The code word Kate, my first name, K-A-T-E. Help support Mike, help support this show, and help support yourself in getting some amazing amazing products. These are the best ones I've ever owned. Go to MyPillow.com, code word Kate. Balance of Nature's fruits and vegetables in a capsule. Changing the world one life at a time. I went to my dentist and my dentist goes, oh, your gums are so good now. And I said, well, I'm taking this stuff called Balance of Nature. And she pulls out a bottle. <laughs> and she goes, oh, you want some? And they were all hooked on it. it it's, it's really good. I have cut down on supplements so much uh, with this because it's giving me a balance and I can tell it. And I can really definitely see a difference in energy, stamina, and I'm sure that if that's doing better, the inside of me is doing better. Get a wide variety of all your daily recommended servings of whole fruits and vegetables without having to leave your home. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call 1-800-2468-751 or go to balanceofnature.com and use discount code KATE. The only virus we're fighting is gullibility. The Kate Daly Show starts now. Vaccine passport? Yeah, but I need proof of at least 10 booster shots. Nine, 10, 11. Where's the... Okay, AIDS vaccine passport. I'm going to need to see an allergy test. Lyme disease. Chicken pox. H1N1. Rabies tag. H1N2. All right, proof of the herpes vaccine. And what about the herpes booster? I literally got it like 10 minutes ago. Let's see it. All right, hand, foot, and mouth disease. H1N5. Prostate exam. Whooping cough. I'm going to need your Netflix password. HPV. I actually have HPV. I need proof to show solidarity to the HPV community. I'm going to need to see your blockbuster card. Tetanus. Negative test for the Black Plague. Tetanus booster? I don't have it. I'll give it to you now. Proof of political party. Proof of diversity. Are you serious? We already have two white guys in there, okay? That's our limit. Uh, Okay, uh, I'm Jewish. What do you think this is, 2021? You're going to have to be way more oppressed than that to get in here. You got like a 23andMe test results? Yes, yes. 50% Ashkenazi Jew. 0.00. 000027 Native American. Why didn't you just tell me that? You got an anti-racist card? All right, now I just got to check your white guilt score. 9.7. Wow, not bad, man. Just got to scan you for male toxicity. Hi there. Welcome, Kate Daly Show. (laughs) 
I laugh, but it's so sad. Uh, it's where we're headed if uh, people don't stop this uh, mandate process um, given to us by a corrupt communist administration and trickle on down to the health departments, the states, the governors, the bought and sold governors, the very corrupt governors and uh, their staffs and everything else. I mean, honestly, if we don't stop it, that's what it turns into. And I'm really not, I'm not exaggerating. It's that bad. And what's to say that uh, you don't need to show something, a, a passport that has all of your uh, medical information in it, right? All of it. Now they're trying to turn the driver's license into a, a, a medical ID card on top of the driver's license so that it's a kind of all-in-one card that includes your driving privileges. My state being the first state to say, ooh, we love that, and we're a conservative state. Sickening. Um, well, I welcome you, and of course, I'll take your calls. Uh, Milty had to go, and so I'm here on my own. And there's a couple of updates, I think, on, on good information that everybody needs to have. And so I'll go through those. And then I also want to talk a little bit about Rosa Parks because I do, I think that's really, really important. And by the way, in that clip, it talked about social scoring. Okay. Your score on your, uh, you know, your whiteness score, your, um, you know, what you think about, uh, other races, your, I mean, I mean, endless, you know, endless kind of scoring, right? And that's exactly what that Great Reset is about that I spoke about on Thursday's show. The Great Reset is banks and lending institutions, investment groups, the largest in the world, um, deciding who gets money going forward, which businesses, which corporations um, get money based on their social score of how green are you, how sustainable are you, um, are you one of those nasty oil and gas, you know, oil and uh, oil businesses, you know, because of course they have to paint them as, as bad, right? And it's really about a social scoring. How many people of color did you hire? And are you keeping with our, our same, you know, quote unquote goals uh, of the administration? So you're, you are going to get the dollars for your business. And that's what the next decade looks like in lending. That's the great reset. I hope people understand that it's huge, huge part of this. Um, so here are some other headlines that I think are, are just as important, right? Just as important. Uh, the New American uh, came out in May about that Nobel Prize winner warning vaccines uh, facilitating a development of deadlier COVID variants, right? Urging public to reject the jabs. He won the 2008 Nobel Prize in medicine for his discovery of, um, of the, uh, the HIV said, don't take this shot. Okay. That's huge. That's important. Needs to be paid attention to. And sometimes we forget all of these things. Um, and by the way, this just came out yesterday. Nearly half of 2021 COVID hospitalizations uh, were for mild and asymptomatic cases. And let me just say, it's not a case. Asymptomatic does not equal a case. You can't give something you don't have. <sighs> anyway, um, but nearly half of them hosp for hospitalizations were for mild cases of that. So a study conducted by a team of researchers at Harvard, uh, Tufts Medical Center and the Veteran Affairs Healthcare System examined records for nearly 50,000 COVID hospital administrations at more than 100 VAs across the country. And they determined 
that about half of those hospitalized needed supplemental oxygen or had a blood oxygen level below 94% and were considered to have moderate to severe disease, while the other 48% of the patients were considered to be mild, totally asymptomatic, but they still call them cases. Should they be able to? I don't think so. And half of the patients that have been admitted for another reason entirely and only discovered that they were diagnosed with COVID after being tested, because that's not what they were in there for, says the patients are hospitalized with rather than from COVID, uh, don't belong in the metric. And I agree. Absolutely, I agree. 100%. Hi, caller. Welcome to the show. Go right ahead. Good day. Hi there. How are you? Douglas from California. Ah, nice. I'm good. I'm good. How are you? What's on your mind? Good. Many blessings first you to you and your family. Thank you. You too. I, I was a critical care nurse. Wait, I'm sorry. I, say that again. You're kind of muffled. Go ahead. Okay. I was a critical care nurse in my past career, mm-hmm. and I'm a scientist currently okay. in electromagnetics. I've been looking at science for this last year and nine months, and something clicked the other day. I stepped back and asked myself, is this witchcraft? Witchcraft. Hmm. Okay. They're chanting repeatedly, casting the public under a spell. Hmm. And the, and the public is hypnotized. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm wondering, and I said my prayers and asked <laughs> God, as I understand God, for guidance. And that didn't go away. I mm-hmm. heard more of the chanting and the spell casting, mesmerization. Hmm. Well, there's one way to look at it. <laughs> so uh, not sure if you're, uh, <laughs> you know what? Thank you for that. Thanks for the call. Listen, uh, we just have a lot of sheeple that are so ill-informed, that are so uneducated, that we have so much work to do. And I got a message from somebody um, that said, you know, I am, um, I'm over 50 and I've received more education from listening to this show in a week than I have my whole life in politics because we try to inform here. We don't try to sing the, the chanting of the, of the mainstream media because it, it already is so full of holes and you can tell that they're lying about so many things because nothing adds up. And so I'm so grateful when I get messages like that. I really am. It's, it's heartwarming because you're thinking, okay, that we try to go through so much, you know, the, the truth about COVID. So, so in El Salvador, they're given a COVID kit and, uh, I'd play it, but the lady speaking Spanish, which probably maybe a lot of you don't know Spanish, but I'll tell you the sort of, um, the, the, what they were handed in their COVID kit. If you had COVID, you were given And they did. They had a COVID kit, okay, that they would hand out to you if you lived in El Salvador. Acetaminophen, 500 milligrams. um, Vitamin C, 500 milligrams. Vitamin D3, 2,000 milligrams. Zinc, 50 milligrams. Aspirin. And, of course, ivermectin. They get it in El Salvador. They they won't hand it out here. In, In fact, they'll demonize it here. It's the horse fringy medication. That's what it is, right? Total demonization of that and hydroxychloroquine, two very safe medications that have been on the market a long time. And if you go into the hospitals in America, all you'll hear from the doctors as they chant what they've been told to chant, that's not safe. It doesn't work when it's been working around the globe and it got the Nobel Prize in 2015. 
but they are literally handed ivermectin, not through a script, just handed along with their vitamins and aspirin for blood clots and acetaminophen for pain. Think about that. Just think about it. So the media out there demonizing, lying to people about these two medications that actually Trump mentioned quite early on, by the way. And so I have to give him credit for that. At least he, he talked about them. He told people about them. Wait a minute. We have things that work. No, we don't. We want a vaccine. You can't have things that work if you, if you want to promote a vaccine. And so the lying goes on. But in El Salvador, you're given ivermectin in all kinds of different places. You're given ivermectin. In Africa, you can buy hydroxychloroquine over the counter. Um, in Mexico, you can get ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine. You can get all these. And they give it away in a kit. What does that tell you? Our media are the biggest whores on the planet. They really are. They're so bought and paid for. Their messaging is bought and paid for. Those talking heads on your local news program are bought and paid for, given a script. And I just, to me, this is, this is just so reflective of how dumb we've become when we can take medications that get Nobel prizes and then demonize them and chant along with the media like we're in some sort of trans, trance um, to say that, oh yeah, I, I agree, that doesn't work. We need a vaccine. See how that works? And then Ryan Cole, that doctor in Idaho said, uh, hey, by the way, he's a cert- board certified pathologist, owner and operator of the largest independent diagnostics lab in Idaho said they're seeing a massive uptick in autoimmune in people that have been vaccinated. Massive uptick in cancer. He says the vaccine seems to be causing autoimmune issues drop to, uh, due to a drop in killer T cells, often known as the CD8 uh, cells. And he says with that suppression, he's seeing an uptick of melanomas, herpes, shingles, mono, huge rise in HPV, and also endometrial cancer. You know... When are we gonna? When are we gonna finally understand? And I know you guys get it. I'm preaching to the choir here, but this is so frustrating because there's so much information. Remember when that that little voice inside a long time ago said something's not right about all of this, and they kept trying to justify policies and mask wearing for certain things. I mean, you can, you don't have to wear masking when you're sitting down next to somebody at a at a restaurant, but you have to wear one when you're walking through the restaurant. All those things that didn't make sense. I really do think that God tries to tell us things and send that, 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 that hint of confusion, like what in the world to us and for us to figure things out. I really do. We're supposed to use our God-given brain and, and, and figure these things out. And there's a pile of evidence against what the media says and a pile of evidence against what the government says. Listen to that little voice. I'm going to come right back and I want to talk about Rosa Parks and I want to talk about her for a specific reason that never gets talked about. This never gets talked about. I'll be right back. Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. Well, it's not always raining. There'll be days like this. One there's no one complaining. There'll be days like this. 
When everything falls into place Like the flick of a switch Oh, my mama told me There'll be days like this Ah, Van Morrison, Days Like This. Welcome back, Kate Daly Show. Hope you're doing well. Uh, make sure you get over to MyPillow.com. What a tremendous, uh, just a wonderful sponsor this has been for the show, both uh, MyPillow and Balance of Nature. And let me say this, go to MyPillow.com, get 66% off right now. You can totally score on the very best things for Christmas for family and friends. And the thing is, is uh, if they do have shortages in the supply chain or things happen that way, you'll be prepared, right? Um, and you'll be able to take advantage of the sheet sets are 49 bucks and they're the best sheets they are they wash so well i can't even tell you i'm a betting person so i know this (laughs) um i really am it's kind of one of my things in life i love betting women love shoes or all kinds of different things nope not me i love betting so um but when i tell you this is a fantastic product it's a fantastic product uh mypillow.com put in the code kate get 66% off just putting K-A-T-E and uh, get the savings. And you're also helping Truth and Radio and you're helping Mike Lindell uh, do what he's doing about uncovering the fraud and the symposiums that he's got going. So my gosh, you guys, that's the only private citizen that's actually using his own money to um, to uh, expose the fraud, fraudulent elections that we have. Um, what an amazing guy. So make sure you go. Um, MyPillow.com, code, uh, the product code is Kate. The coupon code is Kate. Um, so let's, let's talk about something that's not COVID-related, shall we? I know, surprise, shock. Ah! Okay, so I, I really, I want to, well, first of all, I want to mention I was gone Friday. I was, I was in a documentary. I was being filmed um, for a new documentary coming out about covid and I was in that documentary with Del Bigtree and Dr. Robert Malone and uh, RFK Jr., uh, so many uh, names attached to this and revealing what's happening uh, from our hospitals, what's happening with the NIH protocols, treating people like prisoners to uh, loss of rights and, and to you name it, all about COVID. So revealing what COVID truly is. And so that'll be coming out in a few months and I'll let you guys know. And then we hit 3 million on the podcast. Yeah, that quick. <laughs> We hit 3 million. And um, I just want to say thank you for that because that's you sharing the show. So 3 million um, podcast listens to the recorded version of the live show that we're doing right now. All right. So let's talk a little. I want to bring up Rosa Parks. Let's talk a little bit about Rosa Parks. Now, you're probably wondering why. There's a often there, there's there are things that are not, not talked about about what happened around the Rosa Parks case. Um, that changed things in society at the time. Because right now, you're all wondering, how do you change things? How do we get, how do we get normalcy back? I'm not sure that we will, but how do, we, how do we try to get it back? And how can, we, how can we take a stand as one person, okay? But there's a backstory to Rosa Parks that I find really, really fascinating that I want to share with you. Um, because it, it, really, it really kind of dials down into how one person can do something um, and the way that they do it, okay? So back in 1955, Montgomery, Alabama, you all know the story generally, right? So an African-American woman boards a city bus. She sits in the first available seat that's marked, you know, for black people. And when the white passengers begin boarding, the bus driver gets her to get up and surrender the seat that she's supposed to sit in for another white passenger. Okay. 
we can all agree that we're glad she did what she did, right? That needed to change. So tired of being pushed around, she refuses. And after repeated warnings, the bus driver calls the police. And then she's arrested for violating city segregation codes and removed for the bus. Okay. This particular act of defiance, quiet defiance, right? In the face of what was going on at the time is, is very significant. But this event really needs to be talked about as an entire event based with the other people involved in how, how they did what they did. Because that's kind of the crucial point in how to change things especially in local communities. So her act of sitting on the bus in 1955, right, started to sort of galvanize people and got people uh, going, organizing, okay? But this is interesting because, honestly, there was a woman before her that did this. So the case that actually changed things, and this woman was part of this case, was Browder versus Gale. Browder versus Gale, and it involved four women, um, Aurelia Browder, Susie McDonald, Claudette Colvin, and Mary Louise Smith. These were the plaintiffs, and they were suing Gale. So it was named Browder versus Gale, and they were suing the mayor of Montgomery, Alabama. Okay, and so uh, it was their case, Browder versus Gale, that a district court and eventually the U.S. Supreme Court would use to strike down segregation on buses. So one of the well-known plaintiffs, Claudette Colvin, she was a 15-year-old at Booker T. Washington High School. She had boarded a bus uh, before Rosa Parks did. This was months before Rosa Parks did at the beginning of 1955. And after refusing to give up her seat, um, she was handcuffed arrested and forcefully removed from the bus. And she said she was screaming that her constitutional rights were being violated. Okay. And she was active in the NAACP's youth council at the time. And she was advised by none other than Rosa Parks. And she said later, Rosa Parks always said to do what was right. So the NAACP and other activists were initially excited at the prospect of organizing this around Colvin's case, this young girl from this, this uh, school, under the age of 18 from the school. And momentum went by the side when they realized that she was several months pregnant. So she didn't have, let's say, the caliber of, of character that they were desiring that they would need to build momentum around her case. So, um, and you need to realize that because there was somebody before Rosa Parks that did it, but they kind of just let it go by the wayside. They didn't, they didn't allow that to build momentum. So, uh, there were, uh, you know, churches that got involved on the fight for, you know, for Colvin's rights, this young girl, and many of the charges against Colvin were dropped and the, and a boycott and the legal case, well, they never materialized, okay? And so then when uh, Rosa, so they called it kind of a good dress rehearsal for the real drama. And so then Rosa Parks came around and did what she did in December of that same year. So at the very end of that year, and she was known as a pillar of the community. And so they felt like they could, they could rally around her. Okay. And then um, Claudette Colvin reemerged two months after 
the Rosa Parks incident, right? And then they were searching for the ideal case to sort of challenge this. But Mrs. Parks' case got tied up in the Alabama state courts. And so the attorneys then that wanted to build momentum off of this, off of what Rosa Parks had just done in December, they approached those four women, Browder, Colvin, McDonald, and Smith, who had been mistreated by the bus system the previous year. Um, they all had in, in different accounts. And they agreed to become plaintiffs in the civil action uh, that resulted in the next year called Browder versus Gale that was filed in the U.S. District Court system that actually changed things, that actually changed things. So on June 19th, 1956, um, this was, you know, six, seven months after Rosa Parks, right, did what she did, a three-panel, three-judge panel panel ruled that Montgomery segregation codes uh, deny and deprive plaintiffs and other citizens uh, similarly, similarly, I can't even talk today, of the equal protection of the laws and due process of law secured by the 14th Amendment. And the court essentially decided that the precedent of Brown versus Board of Education 1954 could be applied to Browder. And so the U.S. Supreme Court affirmed the decision in uh, December at the end of that year, so a year later after Rosa Parks did what she did in 1956. Okay, so what did it take? That's the question. And... How did they apply the 14th uh, Amendment to this? So when you're trying to get change, when you're trying to do this stuff, what happened first? Well, the, the reason it's called Broward versus Gale is because they sued the mayor of their city locally. Think about that. They sued the mayor of the city locally. Things have to take place locally or at a state level for anything to change, right? And then, of course... Uh, when the Supreme Court uh, weighed in with its not ruling opinion, that's all they can do is an opinion. They can't make a ruling. The Supreme Court can't rule, but they can offer their opinion on the case. Um, and uh, even Roe versus Wade was a Texas case, right? Uh, and the Supreme Court never made a law. They can't make a law. Um, so all of these things have to, they just gave an opinion on that Texas case. So honestly, it all starts with local. It all starts with a citizen usually getting abused locally um, that would result in a case that goes up the food chain to the Supreme Court. But I, I say that because a lot of people never talk about how that got done. They say, you know, Rosa Parks got up, you know, with this, you know, from her seat, you know, wouldn't get up from her seat. And of course she was arrested. But then what? Nobody ever talks about the backstory to that or what happened or what did they do? Well, there was a girl before her that did that, but she just had more questionable character at the time. Now, nowadays, would it matter? No, because we seem to love questionable character now. I mean, it's not like a case only can preside with somebody um, that's the, that, that has pristine character. In some cases, maybe, maybe it'll go farther. Um, But, you know, I don't think nowadays we care as much. I think we've been taught to not care about that, which sadly is the truth. But it started locally in suing the mayor of Montgomery to be able to get into the court system to go up the food chain. And I really feel like at this point in time, the mandates, all of these things, they have to start out with company A or company B making you get a mandate right? Or against a city for making you get a mandate or a state 
or a conglomeration of companies or a institution. And this has to be done by us for it to go up the food chain to result in anything happening. It just has to. Otherwise, it's, you, you can't fight it any other way. But here we're always talking about local. We're always talking about going back to local. And it's very, very important. Um, local government is extremely important, obviously, and your state government and so forth. But these cases, they have to start somewhere. And when I had the constitutional expert on, you know, and Chrisanne Hall, our other constitutional expert that comes on every week, they're always talking about, well, take it through the court system then and see what happens. Take it through the court system. Um, there are some, there are a lot and bought, bought a, there are a lot of bought and sold judges. There are also some good judges um, that can understand, you know, what's going on and see through, see through this nonsense, but it starts there. And what's interesting is, is no one ever talks about Claudette Colville. No one ever talks about her. Is that interesting? It's always Rosa Parks, but she wasn't the first. I think she finally had to step in because that case wasn't going to, wasn't going to go anywhere and she was willing to do it. So props to her for that. But we need to understand how these things get done, how change gets done for the better. And honestly, if we're going to fight against these mandates, we have to go to and talk about the 14th Amendment. We have to talk about so many amendments it violates, and we have to bring it through this system, too. Be right back on The Kate Daly Show. I'll let you comment and take your calls. Be right back. Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is The Kate Daly Show. Well, the game's been- Welcome back. A little Joe South for you, games people play. Uh, one of my favorites up in their ivory towers. I love that uh, line. Uh, welcome back and make sure you go to balanceofnature.com. Balanceofnature.com is the food supplement. You're going to see a lot of them out there, but this is the only one that had everything in it on my list. Everything. And 31 fruits and vegetables a day dialed down into three veggie caplets and three fruit caplets. You cannot go wrong. It is amazing. Make sure you go get balanceofnature.com. You're going to feel it. You're going to understand so many things will change for you and uh, hair and nails and, and just craving stop and all kinds of wonderful things can happen when you're taking balance of nature. So make sure to go to balanceofnature.com, order the product, just even try it out. Just try it out. I promise you're going to feel such a difference in about a week and a half, two weeks. And um, try it out, and then um, it's guaranteed. And then also, um, you'll love it. When you use the code Kate, you'll get uh, 35% off and free shipping. So take advantage of it. So important. And make sure that you have this in your arsenal to stay healthy. Um, the immune system is on the inside of our body. I know most medical people won't tell you that anymore, but it is. And, uh, you need to get healthy from the inside out. Uh, so make sure that you're going to balanceofnature.com and getting the product I'm always talking about. There's a reason I'm talking about it and that's because I care about you and want you to be healthy. You're on the front lines of fighting this. And, uh, thank you for that. Balanceofnature.com. Hi caller. Welcome to the show. Go right ahead. 
Yes, I have a lot of information to share about the Roseville Park. Sure. More back information. Sure. Uh, first of all, and you kind of uh, suggested this, this is all, was all uh, scripted by the establishment. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rosa Parks was interviewed among many people for, to, for that role on the bus. Uh-huh. It was not spontaneous. Yeah. Uh, and when she, uh, what's really important is how the establishment used this. It was created to destroy property rights in America. Mm-hmm. And I'll explain how. Uh, first of all, what that law that was violated, it was government law. Almost all those discrimination laws were government laws. They weren't the people, and the people were required to discriminate, to segregate. Uh, so it's important to realize government was the beginning of the government, problem. Government, yeah. Yes. Was the problem. And secondly, uh, what this led to eventually, well, first of all, one very important point is the distinction between the federal courts and the state courts. Mm-hmm. Federal had no jurisdiction on this. It was a state matter. Right. But uh, And when the, you take these issues to the federal court, consistently they die and, and, and or mm-hmm. they, something destructive comes out of it. It's like the uh, judge is a uh, wolf and the defendant is a chicken and, and the decision is over who's, what's for dinner <laughs> for the judge. Mm-hmm. But the, to make the big point about what this eventually led to was the Civil Rights Law of 1964. Mm-hmm. And what did the Civil Rights Law that was unconstitutional do? It violated people's business rights, who mm-hmm. they can serve to. Uh, they can't right. discriminate on all sorts of grounds. And they had the federal government has no authority in the Constitution. So instead of yeah. taking the laws off that were obviously propped up by government, that were that were hurting people's rights, they, they have a new law come along. We have this happen a lot. So they introduce a new law that has its thorns, that has its things that are kind of horrible. Instead of just taking the ones off the books, now you're adding even more law because they added a whole new law with the Civil Rights Act. Yes, and what we you're have saying. to realize, look at it from a federal mm-hmm. a federal right. uh, point of view. Is this a, a proper role of federal government? And it's not. And right now, we're having much worse discrimination that's coming, and it's already happened, and it's going to get much worse under this COVID-19 uh, passport. I mean, we won't, the plans are we can't cross straight down, uh, borders. Uh, federal uh, Biden right. administration has already said that's flat. We can't fly. We can't do things that uh, Rosa Parks would never dream of right, in, a, right. in, a, in, a, in a nightmare You're right. that's coming. And, but we have to go to the state courts. We have to go, more importantly, do what Jefferson and Madison said, go to the legislature and pass resolutions. You know, this is real important. They didn't pass laws to uh, uh, neutralize or nullify the uh, uh, 1970 or 1798 uh, uh, act that was in violation of the Constitution. They had those uh, state legislatures pass resolutions. Why were the resolutions aren't laws? Mm-hmm. It, resolutions were confirming the law. The law was that you right. have no authority to come to our state and, uh, and impose that unconstitutional law on us, uh, the act on us, because the law is already there, the Constitution. Right. And that's what we need to be doing. In every state in this nation, our uh, state legislature should be passing resolution. You're not going to bring those passports into our state. Mm-hmm. I agree. Thank you very much for that. Absolutely. Um, yeah, absolutely. There's always a huge backstory to stuff, isn't there? That, that Now that you're probably realizing that, um, we talk about the backstories a lot on this show. And the reason I brought up Rosa Parks in the way that I did is when you're, and, and yes, of course, she was chosen. That was the whole point is they couldn't go with that other girl. And so she was chosen. She was chosen because of her character to be able to take that story and then build the momentum on it. Okay. Um, and they do. They introduce new sweeping laws when really you just take the bad stuff off the books, but they introduce sweeping new laws that tell you, you have to have this new law to then get the bad stuff off the books. Well, 
<laughs> That's not true. Uh, you could just get rid of stuff um, that violates liberty, but they're unwilling to do that because this is how government works. Yet at the same time, what we should also glean from the story is this. You know, we get a lot of talk about being a good little citizen. And um, and if you notice the word civil disobedience, it's not civil violence. It's not even just violence. It's civil disobedience. It means you're just not being obedient to laws that have already violated the Constitution. Okay. And so when these passports come down, when these when the right now, a lot of people out there are getting hit and to, for, you know, you have to get this shot by this date. Um, civil disobedience would be, I'm not complying. I'm just not doing it. And you're in a long line of valiant people from the Bible. Everybody in the Bible was a horrible citizen. They were a horrible little citizen because they went against all the stuff that, um, that truly, um, was wrong, right? That was put into place by government at the time. Okay, and then you're also joining the ranks of the founding fathers of all of those who fought in the revolution. They were horrible citizens, too, according to the British. All these people were horrible, horrible citizens. I hope I'm never a good little citizen because it would mean that I'm going along with things that are very unconstitutional, given the fact that I have God given rights and uh, and these things go up against this. So civil disobedience. Do you realize if everybody was disobedient they couldn't really do a thing let me say that again if everybody was disobedient to their instead of obedient right the good little sheep out there are so obedient they'll go along with any senseless senseless thing they're told to do for no apparent reason doesn't even match up to common sense okay they'll just they'll just they just love the rules more rules please is is really their dialect so you're not that if you were that, you wouldn't be listening to this show. So you are, in a sense, you're the bad citizen out there because you realize what's going on. But you're in a long line of people that have been written about and talked about for the centuries as heroes for being disobedient. Um, we tend to think of being obedient, you know, as always a good thing. Well, it isn't when they keep taking away your God-given liberty and then you're obedient to it because they can just keep doing it. So why do that? Why go along with that? You've got to stand up where, when you know something is, is, is wrong. You can't go along with it, right? And... I do believe that we are in a time when we're going to have to really stand up and be that disobedient person. It doesn't mean violent. It doesn't mean anything like that. You don't have to be. You just don't have to be compliant with everything you're asked to do, every sick thing that you're asked to do. And I wish more Americans could get that memo. For some reason, there are people out there that just strive to to be the, I mean, I, I was sitting at, um, I was up in Salt Lake, I was sitting at breakfast and this couple had their mask on and they were taking bites under the mask and no one else sitting there at breakfast had their masks on while they were eating breakfast. And I thought, wow, there's two for you. <laughs> that can't be explained. But in their minds, they were being these, this, this, honestly such such obedience right they were they were so kind um because they were caring about others while they were struggling to feed themselves under their masks and i thought 
they're looking at all of us and all of us are sitting in there and no one's peeling off and dying. So we're not in a plague. And there was really no reason for them to wear the mask. Otherwise, we would have been raised wearing masks from the very beginning if these were so wonderful and uh, could stop so much illness. And that would have been a violation of our rights, too. But there you go. Um, so since 2020, wearing the mask like a good little soldier. <laughs> so I sat there and watched these two people and just I know I was being a little judgy, to tell you the truth. And I just sat there and thought there are people out there that will absolutely just do what they're told because they love to be told what to do. They don't want to have a thought in their head. They don't want to have to, to think about what's actually going on here. And I, I kept thinking to myself, if everybody was asked to walk around on all fours, they would do it. They would do it. If they said the new strain coming out is the, um, the, the, the Delta gotcha goo. And they said that, you won't get it if you crawl around on all fours. Do you know how many people would be doing that right now? And as stupid as they might look, they'll, they'll do it because it's a rule that was given to them. And they're supposed to go along with the rule no matter, no matter what. If the media says it and the government says it, they'll do it. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter if it's stupid. Doesn't matter if it doesn't make sense. Walk around on all four, they'll do it. And that's what's so sad. We have... Um, also a problem going on in the hospitals that's so sickening and so evil to me and the tyranny expressed there. And, and what's sad is you can get up and walk out of a hospital and you don't need to wait for them for hours on end to release you. And you don't, there's all these things, you know, my, my, my good doctors, my frontline doctors have told me this over and over again. You're not in a prison, but but people think that there are all these rules about what they're able to do to you. <laughs> they're not able to do anything to you without your consent. And yes, they're talking people into horrific things. And yes, they're withholding vitamins from people. And they're telling people that they're even going to the, the extent of telling people they're dangerous. Can you imagine? And that's going to be on their shoulders. Blood's going to be on their hands for, for what, they're, what they're doing. But, but look, you know, your loved one is sitting in a hospital you know, go get that sheriff and, and, you know, get that person out of there. If you feel like rights are being violated, if you feel like they're not getting that care, my gosh, what, what is it about us that we feel like, well, the hospital said no, or they told us they're not going to give this. Well, okay. So you keep fighting for it. You keep saying no, you keep saying that's my loved one. You know, I, we, we tend to cater to no conflict. So no conflict means you go along with any rule that you're told and that you have to follow that rule. Well, who set forth the rules? Hospitals aren't, aren't prisons and they're not wardens. So why in the world do we act like it? Why in the world aren't we challenging that? Don't let them get away with medical tyranny. Don't let them get away with some power they think they have. That's not, they don't have that power. And so we as a populace are going to have to going to have to get used to the idea that the stranger the rules get, the more we're told to do these crazy things, then say no. Say no, I won't stand for that. That violates me. That violates my loved one. I'm not going to do it. Hi, caller. I'm oh, sorry. I'm just trying to get there. So we have to be the ones that stand up and civil disobedience is not a bad word. <laughs> it's, a, it's the way our country was founded. 
It's why we have this great land, civil disobedience. And then, of course, it did get a little violent in the Revolutionary War. Um, but, but there again, we, it started out with, with people being civilly disobedient by saying, no, I'm sorry, no, that is not going to work. We are not going to go by a, a list of rules that you've given to us and you have no authority to do that. No. That's what we have to get back to understanding. We have just been taught and taught and taught. We have to be a good little citizen. And I'm not a good little citizen. I didn't wear a mask this entire time. This entire almost two years. Did I peel over dead? No. (laughs) Did I have, did I infect people with something I don't have as a healthy human being? No. And you know what? The evidence and proof is right in front of you because had the evidence and proof been on the other side, all of those non-mask wearers would be dead. They'd be dead right now. If what you're saying is true, if the rules that you're going by are absolutely true, right, for the mask wearers. Anyway, we just have to understand what civil disobedience is. And when people challenge your rights, you say absolutely, or they take your rights away, you say no. It's not going to happen. Um Be faithful. Be fearless. See you back here tomorrow. We've got a guest uh, in that uh, second hour of the show, and uh, we have a lot to talk about tomorrow. So be back tomorrow. Go to katedallyradio.com, get the podcast, and uh, go to Truth and Radio, the Kate Daly Show on Rumble and on YouTube as well. See you guys tomorrow.